What's up, friends? Welcome to this episode of Beyond the Cover Podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. Sorry to disappoint you guys, but today there is no special guest. You only have me. You're welcome. And it's been three weeks since I have recorded, believe it or not. That's the longest that I've gone. Um, The first week I didn't record because I didn't feel like there was something that God laid on my heart to share. And I promised you guys before that I would not record if I didn't feel like there was something from the Lord. And um, I think there was stuff. I just didn't really know how to articulate it. And then I had a special guest lined up that will be on the show, but I got sick, got the vid, which Alina has informed me that that is not cool to say. Vid means something else, and I should not say that. So I had COVID, and I got to tell you what, guys, like, it was no freaking joke. Like, I had no idea that I was sick at first, and um, thought it was just allergies. I'm still nasally even now. You may be able to hear it in my voice, but... Anyway, I, it kicked me on my butt, flat on my butt for like 14 days. And, um, the body pain was ridiculous. I still have pain in my hips, um, like knots in my hips. And I don't know, I mean, obviously it's from COVID somehow, some way, but I'm able to function. I can breathe. I got started on breathing treatments because literally could not breathe, could not catch my breath. Um, that was a little bit scary and it was hard to stay away from the kids because I didn't want to get them sick and we had a trip coming up and like just whatever, you know, all the things. And um, thankfully, Lord, thank you so much that my kids stayed healthy Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And um, my little Jane, she she was so sweet. She's like, I miss your hugs because <laughs> I couldn't be around them. Like I, I tried to stay away and for a few days anyway, that was not difficult because I was literally passed out all the time. Um, but after I was feeling a little bit better and wanted to be around people, I still was very sick and couldn't be around people. And um Anyway, so it was just hard, very hard. And with our little, she didn't understand and she was getting very frustrated. But I'm so grateful. My God, thank you so much for wonderful friends and family because I didn't even, I had posted a picture of some flowers. And this is before I even knew that I had COVID that my friend brought me because I just was not feeling well. And um, my friend Priscilla, shout out, woo woo, love you, girl. And uh, she brought me this little care package, and it had some bath bombs and Grubhub uh, gift card and uh, some some other things in there, vitamin C, and oh my gosh, Advil Dual, I think is what it's called, Life Changer, okay? That has like acetaminophen and ibuprofen in it in one, and it was incredible. So shout out Advil Dual. (laughs) shout out shout out Priscilla um but anyway I posted this picture of flowers and so people realized that I was sick which I was really doing it to honor my friend um but nonetheless so many people brought food um sent gift cards brought little care packages I mean I cannot even count you guys how many people showed up uh to support us and to love on us and encourage us and prayed for us and I'm so grateful like eternally grateful for that because it shows you just how wonderful 
your friends are and how good God is to put people in your life for such a time as this. But you know, you don't, you don't ever know <laughs> how somebody's going to show up and uh, when you're sick, unless you're sick. And I've never really been, I mean, I guess I've been sick, but not like that. Like, not like that. I, we were, we were inches away from going to the hospital at some points, but, um, it was, it was a journey and I'm so grateful. So thank you. If you, you know who you are, if you know, you know, right. Um, and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for the food, for the goodies, for the encouragement, for the texts, for the calls, for the post, for all the things, um, because it truly did mean a ton to our family. And um, we love you so, so much for that. So thank you. We are on the mend and I am officially testing negative. <laughs> Hallelujah. And um, feeling good, feeling almost back to myself, still having a little bit of hard time with the breathing somewhat, but not too bad. Not too bad. I'm not complaining. Um, Max is on the mend as well. And, and we're, we're feeling good. So here we are. I am going to probably have a bit of a short show today, just because there's just a little something that I want to share. And um, then we'll have a special guest uh, very soon that you are not going to want to miss. So hold tight and buckle your seatbelt and wait for the ride because it's going to be a good one. But today, I just want to talk a little bit about um, the Great Commission. I know as simple as that sounds, right? And I know I talk about it a ton, but here's the thing, you guys. It's, uh, it's like what we're supposed to do. <laughs> so whenever, whenever Matthew 28 talks about go and make disciples of all the nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, he's talking to all of us and he's saying to go and make disciples. So I feel like there's not a whole lot of gray area there and it's not pick and choose. Am I one of those people that is supposed to go and make disciples? Um, am I too old? Am I too young? Am I this? Am I that? Am I not educated enough? Do I, you know, we can throw all the things out there. And the bottom line is all to all of that is yes, you. So, so therefore go, yes, you, that's you. And that's me. And that's the person sitting next to you. And that's the person down the road. And that's, that's all the people. And I feel like sometimes people, <clears throat> we as people, myself included, and not that I'm here yet, but I think that sometimes we get caught into this, like, I've done my job, you know, um, I've done my job, I've served my time, I've, what, however you want to put it. And people think that, you know, they read this, reach this certain age, and they don't have to therefore go and make disciples anymore. Um, or, you know, really even do the reaching up and the reaching down because they've sort of arrived. And I may step on some people's toes here, but I just want you to know that if that is the mindset that you have, no matter what age you are, if your mindset is, I've, I've done all the things, I've worked in children's ministry, I've worked, uh, you know, I've baked more things than I can count, I've washed cars, I've attended church every Sunday since I was 10 years old, like, I've arrived. You're wrong. Okay, hear me. Hear me with love. Because to truly, to truly love is, is to tell the truth to you. And the truth is you're wrong if that is where you are. Because we're never too old. And I got to thinking more and more about this because a very dear friend of, of ours and a, a new friend for all intents and purposes, only for about a year and a half, maybe, maybe two years, um, have we known her, Ms. Mary Fletcher, um, completely 
changed my life. I, I, I say that and I'm, I'm thinking, did she? Yeah, she did because she completely changed the way that I viewed some things. And she was such a um, matriarch for her family, for our church even, for, for Risen Nation. She was just a pillar, one of those cornerstone people that truly was a, a Christ uh, following, loving, believing um, woman of God. And, you know, she truly bared the image of Christ. And I can only hope that I'm half the woman that she was. She passed away uh, two days ago now from the time that I'm recording this. And it was a bit surprising. Um, I know that I know she was sick and I know that she was was struggling and it was an uphill battle. But I truly believed. um, And this is where the rubber meets the road sometimes, I guess, in our faith. Right. Because I truly believed that she would she would bounce back, that she would she would heal completely and um, here on Earth and she would continue to pour into people. And um, that's not what God's plan was. Uh, I know that the, that her family can say that it is well with their soul. And I know that they truly believe that. And they're speaking truth when they say that. They're praising God for the life that she led and the legacy that she left behind with her eight children and countless grandchildren. Um, but I just, when I was thinking about this particular topic, Mary never arrived. She's arrived now, (laughs) but she never arrived and she never, she never put herself as if she were better than or more educated or, um, too good for, or I've done that. And trust me, she did all the things, but she never put herself in that position. She was always humble and always giving and always loving and always, always willing to sit and have a conversation and tell the truth um, in love and, and laugh with you and hold your hand and, and encourage you and pray for you, man, what a, what a, what a mighty warrior she was, uh, a prayer warrior for the kingdom. I mean, that woman could pray and, um, she never, she never made you feel like you weren't worthy of her time as limited as her time was, as far as, you know, she had lots of children and lots of grandchildren and lots of close friends, honestly, that she poured into. But I will never forget, you know, we were looking for a community group and uh, we met them. They were some of the first people that we met at Risen Nation, her and her husband, Kenny. And I, they invited us to their community group. And I was like, I want to know her. I want to know them. I, my spirit is immediately drawn to her and I want to know her. And so we went to community group for a little while and, um, at their home and, um, they asked us if we'd like to come for dinner one night and just get to know them. And we sat and talked that night for probably three hours. I I don't know. And just, you know, Kenny told his story. She told her story. Then the story of how they met and all of their children and um, what what they're passionate about, what makes them tick, what makes them angry, you know, just got to, I mean, literally sat and just was so present, you know, and so loving and, um, and so fun. And I, I, 
as I was thinking about this topic, you know, she never thought for a moment that she was too older, that she had done her time, that, that her time was up to invest in people or, um, to, to truly forward the great commission. She never once ever, I don't feel like, uh, put herself on any kind of pedestal like that. And I can only hope that I would be half of that woman. You know, when I first was thinking about this, this topic, um, it came to mind that, you know, we, we're vehicles, we are vessels, we are vehicles. And our, our sole purpose is to be a vessel for the kingdom and for, for, for God's agenda and the Holy Spirit, what he lays on our hearts, uh, for us to be obedient. And, and it's, it's truly more honorable to be obedient than it is to sacrifice. And that's, I mean, God truly looks for more obedience than sacrifice any day of the week. But I thought of ourselves, I thought of myself as a vehicle and we can't start our vehicle without engaging you know, just like if you're in a, and you're going to drive a car, you got to put the key in the ignition or you got to put your foot on the brake and push the button, whatever, however <laughs> your car starts, but you have to engage the engine. Well, and you have to have an engine. If you, if you don't have an engine, you're not going anywhere. And if you're not engaging the engine, you're not going anywhere. And that's what I was kind of picturing us like the engine is, is God, you know, the father, the son, Holy spirit. And, and without us having the engine him in our lives we're not going anywhere we are dead we are dead and without us engaging the engine then we we're not going anywhere still I mean it's a great fine looking beautiful looking car we can be a fine looking person and do nothing and and be dead so we as a vehicle for the kingdom must engage the engine in order to be what God has created us to be. And, you know, sometimes when people say I've gone to, I've I've gotten too old or what have you, it's almost like they've parked the car and it can't go any further, right? Because you can drive a hundred thousand miles and park it and never drive again. Or you can drive a hundred thousand miles and keep driving, (laughs) keep maintaining, right? You, you change your oil and you rotate your tires and you check your spark plugs or whatever, whatever you got to do to keep your, your vehicle running and in good condition. You do the same thing as a vessel for the kingdom. You, you spend time with the Lord. You spend time in prayer. You meditate on the word. You like, these are all things that continue to keep your vessel, your vehicle fueled, right? And then there's people that don't know how to drive. You may be a great driver, but there's people that don't know how to drive. They, they, they need some driver training. There's some people that can't parallel park, and there's some people that are masters at it, right? There's some people that are amazing at maneuvering in traffic, and then there are others that should probably just stay in their lane, right? So if you picture us as these vessels, there's people that need driver training. And for, for those of us that can maneuver in traffic, that can parallel park, that can what have you, we need to be training those drivers that can't do that yet, right? And so as a believer, as a Christ imitator, as a follower of Christ, as a vehicle, a vessel for the kingdom, I want to be one of those people that help the, the, the person 
that needs a little bit more training. I want to be the, the person that helps and encourages the one that just needs a little more encouragement. The one that needs to learn how to maneuver a little bit in traffic. The one that, that doesn't necessarily need to stay in their lane, but they don't know how to turn on the blinker. I want to be that for the kingdom's work, you know, and I'm not, I'm not too old. I'm not too rusted out. I'm, I may not be as cool as I once was, but I'm as good once as I've ever been. Eh, okay. <laughs> but I want to be able to give back because that is part of making disciples. Whenever you are going alongside someone and you are helping in that driver training, you are making disciples. You are, you are, you are forwarding the great commission but when you park that car after five miles or 100,000 miles or 500,000 miles, when you park it and you say that it's done, it's done. And you're no, for, no longer forwarding that, that com, the Great Commission. You're no longer forwarding the gospel. And we don't want to be dried up dead Christians, quote unquote. We don't want to be taken up a parking spot. We don't even need a parking spot when we are following as the Lord leads. He's not going to park us. Yes, we, we are called to rest. Yes, we need to take a Sabbath. Preaching to the choir, I know. I know that. But we, we don't have a designated parking spot. You know what I mean? So back to Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So one word that stuck out to me in this scripture, in this passage, is commanded. Everything I have commanded you. Well, let's go back to the greatest commandment, which is to love God. That is the greatest commandment, to love God and then to love others, to love our neighbor. And we are not loving God or loving our neighbor if we are not walking this life with them, if we are not being truthful with them, if we are not willing it with love and, and humility and, and maturity. We, I mean, we're all on a journey, don't get me wrong, and we're all maturing more and more, but I just mean for where you are and how God leads you, right? And what you are commanded to do in the spot that you're at right now, you're still commanded to love. You are still commanded to love God and to love others. And you are commanded to do that in truth and in humility and with a willing heart, walking it out in obedience. You're not too old. You're not too young. You're never too far gone. To make disciples and to dis demonstrate a, a, and, and live a life of love. Like it should literally ooze out of you. Engaging that engine and teaching others to drive. The love should just ooze out of you. You may ask, how can I say that? Well, I'm telling you that because it's in scripture. And you know, some people kind of probably get a little annoyed with me, like driving this home over and over and over and over. But I think that we need to hear it over and over and over and over because we lose sight. I lose sight. Nobody's perfect, right? For sure. So we all lose sight of what's important and what matters. And what matters is loving God 
and loving others. <laughs> that matters because ultimately that's spreading the gospel and that is introducing people to Jesus that may never have known him before. And that is helping somebody out of a pit that may never have found it their way otherwise. And you are the vessel being used by, by the way that you love them and the way that you love God and the way that you imitate Christ, the way that you live out your life doing such. In Psalm 92, 14, they still bear fruit in old age. They are never ever full of sap or they are ever full of sap and green. Um, so this is just a reminder that even in your old age, you still bear fruit. Even in the, 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 the vines old age, it bears fruit, right? So this is just a reminder that you're never too old. You're never too dried up. Psalm 71, 18. So even to old age and gray hairs, oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. This is a cry from the heart. And I would pray that it was our, it's our heart cry. Psalm 71, 18. Crying out, oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation this generation, the next generation, your power to all those to come. Don't, don't give up. Don't give in. Second Corinthians four sixteen. So we do not lose heart though. Our outer self is wasting away. I know guys, this is harsh, but it's the truth, right? Because every single moment of the day, we are getting older. That's facts. That is truth. So as, as our outer self is wasting away, we don't lose heart. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. And our inner self is being renewed day by day because of us walking hand in hand with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Adam was 130 when he fathered Seth. Sarah was about 90 whenever Isaac was born. Noah built the ark at like 120 years old or something like that. And Isaiah and Daniel's prophecies, they, they prophesied well into their 80s and 90s. Like, it's never too late. And then if we want to talk about young people, right, we know that we're never, we're never too young either. For those of you that are listening and you're like, well, I'm not old and I don't feel dried up. I don't think that that's the case. Well, good for you because you're not. We are not old. We are young and we are able and we are mighty because of the Lord and the Holy Spirit that lives within us. So 1 Timothy 4, 12. I know that this is a, a very popular verse whenever it comes to talking about young people. But let's listen. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So don't let people look down on you because you are young. But that doesn't mean that you get to go and, and, and be a misfit. That means that you set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Not, not by living the way that you want to live your life, but you lead as he leads you. So others are going to follow you as you follow him. That's the example that you want to set. In Jeremiah 1, 6 through 8, Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. 
Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Do you believe that those promises are still true today? Do you believe that you are highly favored and that you are loved and that your Lord will rescue you no matter what you get yourself into? (laughs) And I don't mean this is not a free ticket to go and and run amok. I mean, as you are living the life for for the living your life for the Lord, Do you truly believe, are you truly afraid that he's not going to open the doors that need to be opened or close the doors that need to be closed or rescue you when you get into a pit? Of course he is. He is a promise keeper. He is sovereign. He knows all things and he knows what, what you're set up for. And he is right there with you, never leaving you, never forsaking you, telling you over and over, do not be afraid. I am with you and I will rescue you. He is there always, no matter what, no matter what. So let's talk about some young people in scripture. David took out Goliath at like, I think 17 years old, something like that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? They were teenagers when they were in the fiery furnace. And Daniel was like 17-ish when he entered the lion's den. Like these are babies. I couldn't imagine my 18-year-old entering a lion's den, okay? But, but God, but God, and truly figuratively, I feel like she enters a lion's den every single day of her life and he never leaves her or forsakes her. And he's not going to do the same. He's not going to leave you or forsake you. So if he can use a donkey, then he can use me and he can use you. (laughs) So you're never too old, never too young, never too dried up never to got it all together or don't have it together enough. He always wants to use you. He's always there. If you're willing to pay attention, spend some time with him, listen and obey. Simply move, simply go as he tells you to go. Have conversations, simple conversations, love on people, love God, It's that simple, you guys. Sometimes we can overcomplicate it so much and we can get so wrapped up in some of the things of this world that just really don't matter. They don't make a hill of beans one way or the other and they're definitely not making a a kingdom difference and they don't matter. So I just want to encourage you guys today. um, You matter. You are loved. You are valued. You are desired by God. He desires to use you. He desires to be close to you. He desires for you to to run and embrace him just as he embraces you. And so I just want to, I want to love on you through the mic. (laughs) I want to tell you how special you are, how unique you are, and how usable you are. Not in a negative way, but in a positive way. I would not rather be used by anyone else other than the Lord himself. So be open and be willing to obey and follow as he leads and love on those around you because you just really never know. Always be reaching up and reaching down. There's people that are pouring into you and there's people that you should be pouring into. And there's probably people you are pouring into, quite frankly. We just have to pay attention, slow down enough, sit and have a three-hour conversation like Mary did with us that changes people's lives forever, gives them a way to look at the way that we should be leading and should be following Christ. Be that example for those that are around you. You guys, I miss you. 
I love you. I am always here for you. I don't always have all the answers. I don't always have the most eloquent way to deliver the message. But I love the Lord. And I love you. And I hope that above all else, you can feel that through the words that I speak. So until next time, just know that you are so very, very loved.